With Boone Edom, you get unwavering commitment to protecting your entrances, employees, and guests. This is Entering Excellence, your definitive guide to security solutions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host today, Tyler Kern, and I'm excited to welcome Valerie Anderson, the president and managing director of Boone Edom to the podcast today. Valerie, thank you so much for joining me. Tyler, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited to talk to you today because we're going to dive into company culture and what makes company culture successful. And one of the things that I think about, Valerie, when I think about company culture is that sometimes it seems like this thing that comes off as this inanimate object, this inanimate thing, it's just this ambiguous word culture. But really when we talk about culture, we're talking about people. And I, I think it's important that we remember that, right? That we keep the, the fact that when we talk about culture inside of a company, it's really the people that we're, we're really discussing. Tyler, I agree with you. You know, I think many times when someone says, I work for a company and it has this great culture, what does that mean? So as a leader, what I really try to do is put myself in the employee's shoes. And if I worked at a company, what would I want that culture to look like? So I have to think of it differently just from a leadership perspective and what I want to demonstrate, but what do my employees want to feel when they come to work every day? That's a, that's a really good point. Now, I think one of the things that comes to mind for me anyways is that employees want to feel valued and they want to have a purpose with their work. So when it comes to you being a leader of a company, how does knowing the strengths of your employees and putting them in positions to succeed really communicate that they're valued and that they have a purpose there? That's a great question. People is one of the great greatest assets we have in our organization. And I think the way we continue to develop our people and attach them to the vision of the company is what gives them a sense of self-worth. So it's really important to take their talents, make sure in their, they're in the right positions that's serving the vision and reward them for that, compliment on that, be open, connect them, reward the successes as a group. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think part of what you said that, that rings really true to me is that that also means that you have to, as a leader, clearly communicate the vision of the company. How important is that communication from the top down, just so people understand and everybody's on the same page as far as here are our goals, here's where we're going as a group? You know, communication to me is key. I always say, you know, communicating something one time isn't enough. It's just like when you're parenting and you're being a parent to children, right? You have to say things at least three times before it sticks. So I always say, if you think you communicated it too much, it's still probably not enough. So one thing I do as a leader is I make sure that my leaders under me are understanding of the vision. Do they really understand what our charge is so they can go out into their departments and their teams and communicate the same vision I that I am. And then what I try to do is pull our entire organization together so they can also hear it from me. And I think when you have that multiple prong approach of communicating in the organization and not just through email, but getting in front of people, that's how that vision starts to stick. And that's what turns turns it into part of your culture. If you live it every day, then it's just easy for that to be demonstrated in your organization. That's a really good point. And something that you mentioned that, that caught my attention also was just 
um, that empowering of the leadership that is underneath you, right? And, and I think that that's a really big thing as well, that uh, sometimes when, when people are strong leaders, it's not so easy to empower others um, to then go forward and kind of carry that message as well. And so I think that's a big thing as well, just when it comes to company culture, is not taking it all upon yourself as one particular strong leader, but also empowering other members to carry that message and to help spread it around the company, if that makes sense. It absolutely does make sense. I'm a big believer that, you know, success cannot be done in a vacuum. Um, There's many successful leaders out there that had multiple experiences and mentors along the way to help them um, in their journey. And when I look at leadership and I look at the leaders under me, one of my greatest purpose here is to grow the mentors and the leaders in our organization. Earlier, we talked a little bit just about how employees like to have uh, that vision, that that understanding of where the company is going. And I think a large part of this is understanding what matters most to your customers. So you can allocate employee resources in a way that really best addresses the needs of customers. So how how does understanding what, what those needs are really help, I guess, align a company all behind one particular vision because you are customer centric? Yes, I even would go further and say we're not just customer-centric, we're customer-obsessed and not to steal anything from the great Jeff Bezos and Amazon, but you know, when really when you put your customer first and the customer is a purpose of your work and it becomes a passion of your work, I think that again, is instilled in your organization and it brings people together and it unifies them to work together to deliver value to the customer. Yeah, I, I, I like the way that you put that, the customer obsessed. I, I think that's really, really good. Um, and, and really just keeping the customer that at that central focus kind of gives the company that direction and that focus that, that, that's really beneficial for company culture. And so I, I, I totally agree. I think that that's, that's one of those things that is vitally important anytime we're discussing culture these days. It's just an understanding of what your goals are. And, and I think that's a really big thing, especially when it comes to customers. So how do you... How do you make sure that that stays the the central theme and focus? How do you communicate that to an organization or to a company? We really use it. It's all about how you apply it, I guess I should say. You know, application is everything. So when you're dealing with a customer, I think it's always important to put yourself in their shoes. So if I was purchasing product X, you know, how would I want that salesperson to treat me? How would I want that customer service representative to treat me? How would I measure if this was a good experience? So it's really taking every part of our organization, no matter what your role is, and getting them to think, how would I want this service or this part, this part of responsibility that I offer in our company every day, how would I want that to go if I was sitting in my customer's shoes? One of the things I'm curious about is that you've spent nine years in executive leadership, and so you have a lot of experience. And I'm curious just personally for you, how do you feel like you have grown the most or where do you feel like your understanding or what you believe to be true about company culture has maybe grown or evolved the most over those years? My growth over the years really comes from not just staying in the one area that I 
was assigned to, you know, no matter what my title was, whether it was head of inside sales, a business development manager, um, a national sales manager, a vice president of customer service, no matter what I was doing, I always wanted to make sure that the role I was doing at that time served the other facets and business units within our organization. So it was always important for me to build relationships with those business units in our organization to say, hey, when I'm in this role, what do you need from me? Help me understand how I can serve you so you can perform your task better. So it was always about elevating the groups around me and also taking some self-responsibility, no matter what role I was in, knowing that I had to do my job 100% so all the other business units could deliver. And I think when, again, when you're building relationships with not just with customers, but with people in your organization, you create this power and this sense of unity and working together for the customer that just resonates in the culture. Sometimes just going through struggles and and going through hard times actually can really help uh, help us learn a lot about different topics and different things. And so what are some challenges that you've come up against in your career that you've really grown from and learned from uh, that's helped you, helped, I guess, craft your understanding and made you a better leader at this point? I used to run from challenges. I do not know anybody hmm. that likes change <laughs> in their day or a challenge that comes up. It used to terrify me. But until I went through one big crisis in the organization, and it was, I won't even call it a crisis, it was just a time of conflict, and not even to go into detail, because it could be any time of conflict. But I realized at the end of the day, there were certain things that I just couldn't control that were outside of my scope that I couldn't control, but what I had to be responsible for was what I could own. And what I learned in my experience, and as I would deal with a new conflict or a new challenge, let's say it impacted our customer. When you go to the customer and you're upfront, you're honest about the challenge and you come with resolutions, you can get through anything. And at the end of the day, I think all customers, they don't just measure you on the challenge or how great the experience was. They measure you on your communication. And even if there was a challenge, how did you solve it for them? What did you come with to help alleviate their pain points? One of the things that I that is just kind of a I guess a common part of corporate life these days, just one of the inevitabilities, are mergers and acquisitions, right? And it's something that you've been through personally. So, how did you lead through that process and create a, a healthy company culture on the other side of that transition? Because that's that's a big transition for a lot of people, and can yeah, I cause some unsettling feelings, I suppose, amongst some people within a company. So, how do you lead through that in a way that helps your employees understand exactly what's going on and create that company culture that is better on the other side? You know, acquisitions and bridging new processes and change and people together, again, it's that that big C word, change. It can bring its own set 
of challenges. When I um, was with Bunidum and we went through an acquisition, I was actually in a support role. And even though I, I didn't have a manager title at the time or didn't you know manage projects, I was in a support role and I still had to manage customer expectation and manage my day and my time to meet our customers' expectations through a really you know challenging time in the organization. And I think how that's helped me today is really just put things in perspective. So when we have new employees come on or they just run into an issue, it's always great to lean on experience and tell stories and and remind people that we can get through challenges. And as long as we own our position when we come in every day and we work with the customer as a purpose of our work, we'll get through it. The final thing I wanted to ask today is just about, uh, you're, you're clearly passionate about what you get to do and in guiding this organization. How do you communicate that passion and have that infectious energy in the office that, that people enjoy to be around? How, how do you communicate that on a regular basis? It's all about preparation. So for me as a leader, I make sure that every day I come with positive energy. And that doesn't mean that things are always going well, but I come in every day with going, this is how I want to lead the group. And I own that through the day. And there's times that I might have to reset and get back on path, but it's all about leading by example. And people when you're in a leadership role, just as like being a parent and children are always watching their parents, it's the same thing with the leader subordinate relationship. Employees are always watching. And I know at the end of the day, if I have a positive culture and a team that's working together for the customer, I have to lead that same way. So that passion resonates throughout our organization. I love that. Well, Valerie Anderson, thank you so much for joining me today to talk a little bit more about company culture, how you're building it, how you create it, and how you continue to foster it and keep the customers right at the center of all of that. So thank you so much for joining me today to discuss this. Tyler, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Entering Excellence by Boone Edom. We'll be back shortly with more episodes, but until then, be sure you go subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts these days, and you'll get the latest episodes downloaded directly to your mobile device. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for listening.